Welcome to the Synapse Nips podcast, where we explore the power of health and healing. On this podcast, we will be talking with health experts, professionals, and leaders about hot topics in the world of health. Whether it's tools to help you flourish, successful stories to inspire, or tips to optimize your health, Synapse Nips is here to help you take the first steps towards living your best life. Welcome to Synapse Snips. This is Dr. Troy with uh, Dr. Josh and Marquis. And today we're going to be talking about one of the observations we've had recently, mm-hmm. uh, specifically around copper and zinc. And uh, this is pretty much a, an observation because of the last two, three years of COVID and how important zinc was. But uh, we're going to be talking about that balance, but also just balance in general. And so we're hoping to highlight just a few things because human nature is to kind of overdo things. So we either tend to do not enough or way too much. So uh, let's talk a little bit about balance and see if we can get that pendulum swinging the other direction. So let's start first with uh, as we entered into COVID, uh, we found out pretty quickly that the people that had intracellular zinc levels that were sufficient did much better than people who did not. That was a, I, I want to say this, that was a keen observation by us early on yep. that uh, wasn't in the literature, but was uh, identified in the labs we were running and turned out to be one of the, the, the key uh, difference makers with people uh, with outcomes. So, so that was really important. So zinc was very, very important. Uh, people with zinc deficiency started taking a lot of zinc. And nowadays mm-hmm. when people come in and we look at their intake reports, Zinc seems to be like one of the things that they've been on for a long time. So let's talk a little bit about the interactions between zinc and copper. What have you got for us off the top of your head? Yeah, I, I like to explain it as a teeter-totter, right? They're going to be very similar to each other and how they're used in the body. They're going to uh, counteract each other in some way, too. If you have too much zinc, you'll often deplete your copper. If you have too much copper, you'll often deplete your zinc. And so this is where when people come in, and I see this a lot too, even if people haven't had COVID in two years, yes, they're still taking the stuff that they took when they had COVID, yes. right? They'll take really high vitamin D, which we could talk about that with balance too, Yep, really high zinc, and we'll do labs. We'll, we'll, not always, but we'll often do an actual zinc, serum zinc lab. And I've had people where it's double what it should be. It's sky high. And they're saying, <laughs> yeah. well, I can't stop my zinc though because it's... Uh, is protecting me from COVID. It's like, well, that's true. Zinc does. But when it's double what it should be, when you're taking so much for so long, you're not only getting too much zinc, which can be a problem, but you're also depleting your copper. A lot of those people have essentially low, lab low, sometimes no copper. Yeah. And if it's pushing copper out, that can induce a little bit of anxiety, just the releasing of the copper, number one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll go through a little short list of copper deficiency and, and we can talk a little bit about that as far as how to recognize that. The number one thing that I'm seeing, I, I, I hear this a lot, but people who are coming through that with uh, maybe too much zinc uh, and not enough copper, they have low body temperature. So they start to, to come in and they're talking about the body temperature regulation issues, but their body temperature is low. Uh, another sign is anemia. So if you have anemia that is not responding properly, mm-hmm. copper is important with that. Uh, low white blood cell count on Labs can be a, a copper issue. Uh, irregular heartbeat. That's actually the one I've seen the most recently other than the body temperature is just 
their uh, irregular uh, heartbeat, and then loss of pigment from the skin. I actually have had two patients with that where okay. they started oh, losing the, the pigment in their skin. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then thyroid problems and energy problems because copper is very, very important uh, for thyroid and, and for energy. So it's not necessarily a good trade-off. Um, is there anything else that you would add to the list that's uh, as far as copper uh, deficiency? Yeah. Um, you need copper to make the enzyme that helps you degrade histamine. And so histamine problems, which can be anything from skin issues to digestive complaints to congestion to anxiety, that could be because you're low copper. You don't have the enzyme then that you can use to break that down. That's one. It's also used in your, it's called a catecholamine system. The conversion from dopamine to norepinephrine requires copper. And so that can mess with adrenal function, stress response, um, motivation and mood. Uh, so that's a big one too. Yeah, motivation and mood. So if you have like low motivation or even mood, like the extreme version of of this imbalance can be mania, which mm. explains a lot of uh, the politicians right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, on zinc. Took too much zinc. <laughs> Took too much zinc. They overcorrected. Um, no, like mania. So we're we're basically not imbalanced emotionally. So if if we're just going with a theme of balance, yeah. we're seeing this pendulum has swung too far in one direction. And uh, it will affect mood. Dopamine is, is the, uh, the pleasure um, brain chemical. And with low dopamine, that can be, that be very problematic. But with high dopamine, it can be very problematic. And so it's all about balance. And so this is just one thing we've been observing. And this is real time, folks. This is basically uh, in the last couple months. We were, it's enough where we've, we started talking about it in our meetings uh, daily as far as just uh, a trend that we're starting to see because people overcorrected. So it's very, very important to start to recognize some of the copper issues. And I remember talking about this because maybe 12 years ago, uh, we went through this same scenario and uh, it might have been after one of the, the flu uh, or one of the epidemics that went through at that point. But uh, we started seeing people with low copper. So we had all, a whole bunch of copper on the shelf. And then all of a sudden... It just stayed there for a year or two, <laughs> and everyone needed zinc again. And so yeah. it's this pendulum. So we're really just talking about balance, and you can pay attention to, to your mood, your energy, thyroid. You get these clues all the time, but I want people to really, really know, first of all, that you have to be in balance. It's, it's not anything that should be um, one or the other should be taken for long term all the time for most people. Yeah, You'll notice, too, that a lot of the symptoms that we Describe. They could be symptoms of other things too. It's, yes. it's not. It's not a good thing to make an assumption and go take more copper. Correct. Excess copper has its problems too, especially in the brain. That can cause its own anxiety and psychiatric changes. So you don't want to go off the shelf, get a bunch of copper, and start taking it. Right. And uh, yeah, because uh, fight or flight, excess copper in the body triggers fight or flight um, pretty uh, pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. So it's one of those things, though, that if you're working with someone and you're having any of those um, signs with the lethargy or the, the low body temperature, I, I do see uh, that. And then even the regular heartbeat and the cardiologist says that your heart's doing well or something like that. It is just something to kind of throw out there, especially if you've been taking zinc for long term, uh, for a long time. So with that, let's just talk a little bit about the, the balance of things and, and how we tend to uh, overcompensate, overreact um, uh, with different things and how important is balance when it comes to just being healthy. I think a lot of this comes out of people's fear, the imbalance, right? Thinking about 
COVID and thinking about these supplements, just as an example, people don't want to stop taking these things if they feel like they're protective, right? So it's a, it's a fear that if I stop taking the supplements, I'm going to be more likely to get sick. I'm going to get COVID. I'm going to have a hard time. Um, that's where coming in and doing labs and really having an assessment for where things are at in your body to make that correction is critical because you, you, I understand the fear, but that's why you can't go off of just symptoms and how you feel on any given day. <laughs> yeah, this changes. is yeah, this is the weird dichotomy of what we're dealing with because the number one rule of thumb is we want you to increase your body awareness. You have to know what's <laughs> yeah. going on with your body. At the same time, there's a depth and breadth to that conversation. As you understand that, okay, I don't feel well in this area. Is this a good not feel well or is this a bad not feel well? Like if you're detoxifying and it generally is good for you, you're going to feel a little unwell for a short period of time. And so discernment is needed there. So we want you to have awareness, but we also want you to have discernment. Now, when we get lab work, that just is a new layer of awareness. So we want you definitively to uh, know your body. One of the things that kind of um, we're going to vent here a little bit, but Dr. Josh and I both <laughs> will get a little bit uh, irritable when patients kind of just change things on their own without contacting us when we're actually regulating their program. That is, is that a pet peeve of yours, Josh, at all? Yeah, I give patients some leeway sometimes. Yes. Right. But it's all within, it's a, it's a balancing act. Yeah. Right? There are some people that will overanalyze how they feel. Yes. Where every little, sneeze and sniffle and you know my my left middle knuckle of my pinky hurt for 30 seconds so that must mean something it doesn't always mean something and the overanalyzing and knee-jerk reacting in that way can be very detrimental for us what i tell people is that if if you make a change document it yeah right write down how you feel don't change multiple things at once if you come back and say, hey, I know I wondered about this supplement and I stopped this one thing and then I felt this, you know, we're usually okay with that because you're helping us troubleshoot. Yeah, that, that I'm good with. And, but the thing is you need to give things time. Yes. And so there are, there are such things as immediate like allergic reactions and stuff like that. That's obviously relevant. Yes. But small joint pains and aches and little things that, uh, that happen – that may or may not even be related to what you're starting, that starts to get down a, a, a slippery slope if you don't see what it does over time. I can't tell you how many people will try something and have some weird symptom they've never had and then stop everything because of that weird symptom. So we say, okay, try it again. If it happens again, then we've got something here. Uh, if it doesn't, then it was maybe something else. So that's the discernment factor. So we do want you to have awareness. We want you to take 100% responsibility for your health. So that's all very important. So when we go through these nuances of copper deficiency with zinc, um, potential zinc excess, it's with the caveat of, of have awareness, measure it, give things time. And it's better to at least have the, the knowledge that there, this could be a reason for your anemia or your low body temperature. Bone fractures is another one I forgot uh, mm-hmm. with copper. You need oh, uh, yeah. you need copper to prevent bone fractures. So especially for the elderly who are zinc deficient and immune system issues, if they're all of a sudden getting these stress fractures, that can yeah. be a copper thing sometimes. All of your collagen requires copper. It's a collagen requirement along with zinc and vitamin C and iron and 
protein and silica. I mean, it's, co- collagen is an yeah. interesting thing. But changes in hair, skin, nails, the bone stuff, um, all of that could be copper or it could be zinc yes. or it could be iron. <laughs> yes. And so just to, to kind of uh, hammer this home a, a little bit more, you can understand now how things can be a little complex. So the more awareness you have, the more data points you bring in, you have to give it time. And then uh, that just tells you how how um, much time and effort is needed to, to uh, stay on top of these things. And that requires a lifestyle change. So when it comes to just health in general, I like to make changes slowly. I like to, for the most part... And I like to give things time, and then I like to to just acknowledge what works for me and what doesn't, and then that goes into the data bank of of this is good for my health. And so, when it comes to functional medicine in particular, you have to have keen observations, and it's like going back to school. We tell us to uh, our patients all the time, you're going back to school, but you're learning about yourself and what works for you and what doesn't, and that takes time and effort and consistent observation and discernment. And so this is one of those key areas, though, that we started seeing some uh, some changes with the labs and people. We started seeing a shift, and that that is because of the uh, um, just again pendulum swinging too far into in the one direction. But you can apply this to many many different things in the body when it comes to balance. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned uh, vitamin D, so vitamin D, calcium, vitamin K, uh, a lot of those things that go with uh, a nice balance. Uh, it's very important to to um, really focus on the foundational stuff uh, to stay in balance, the sleep, your stress, your exercise or movement, um, your diet, what you're putting in your body, uh, supplements are meant to supplement a healthy diet and lifestyle. These are just foundational factors that you that you just stay consistent with as much as possible. And then you can use these other things to just tweak and uh, optimize your health. Let's talk about one other COVID balance thing. Sure. We, we joked about this yesterday. Uh, it was Everything, our, our new solution to everything, all you need is love. Remember, singing yes. that Beatles song <laughs> during the red flag. Um, I bring this up because I've had a lot of patients with COVID, and this goes back to fear too, that isolate. Yes. And they isolate themselves. They're worried and afraid of getting the infection, so they don't go out. They don't see people. They're pretty cloistered into their into their house or maybe a, yeah. maybe a couple individuals. But I've known people where they, they don't, for, for years practically, haven't seen the outside world yeah that alone more than pretty much anything else we ever talk about is going to be hard on your health yeah Mm -hmm. that is worse than covid for the majority of people yeah yeah mentally physically chemically all of that if you're inside and you're not moving you're not experiencing love you're not experiencing life with other people uh, like you said, that's that's going to be more of a stress response on your body than most of the time. The infection yeah, and there's a self-prophetic uh, scenario there where they're actually making themselves sicker so that they're going to be more predisposed to catching infections, COVID or otherwise. Yeah. Because when you put that layer of distress on your body by, with that level of worry and concern, it actually shuts down your cells. They, they actually stiffen, they harden, and they close off so the receptors that take in the nutrients you're consuming can't get into the cell, which is much, much more detrimental. That's like starving your army. So your immune system is your army. And you're basically saying, be ready, be ready, be ready, but you stop feeding them. So you're starving your army so that when the, other, the enemy attacks, or let's call it a bacteria virus attacks, they can't even get up to actually defend them you at all so it's completely backwards so um it is very very important to uh really 
be in balance that way as well. And, and we have a saying here. I, I said this years ago, and I, I always say on podcasts, stuff like that, I can't remember if I came up with it or I read it somewhere. <laughs> but uh, uh, worry is a misuse of your imagination. And the amount of detriment that comes from worry uh, from a physiological perspective is very, very high. And so it's important to know that that to optimize what your cells uh, are doing. When we walk in a state of joy, love, excitement, happiness, our cells are more open to receiving the nutrients that you're ingesting. If those nutrients are good, solid, clean nutrients, you're going to optimize your cellular function, which optimizes your defense function, which optimizes your communication to the rest of your cells. So that's what we're talking about when it comes to the basics. And again, sleep deprivation, stress, worrying is another form of stress. Uh, these are some of the foundational things to work on. And, and truthfully, your minerals like copper and zinc stay more in balance when you're able to properly manage those other stressors. So that, that is a good observation. Yeah. And I forgot that, uh, that, uh, we sang that yesterday <laughs> out of tune. Yeah, but you may have, I think you were the only one that sang it, actually. Out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> you got the point across. Yes. So, yeah, that is uh, just um, to, to, to bring it home, the, the balance component of this is very, very important. And, and you can start to see where you maybe swing the pendulum yourself uh, a little bit too far one way. Um, you can definitely see it with society as we start to do one thing, we tend to overcorrect and then do the other thing and then overcorrect and it goes back and forth. We do that individually too with our own uh, choices. And sometimes, sometimes people get too caught up in the details, overanalyze, and then that becomes their stressor where they don't know how to make a decision or a choice. And so you have to surrender that a little bit. Uh, we have a, a mindset class that we teach here with our program patients and we talk about how our weaknesses are really our strengths being overdone. And the key is really to surrender a little bit of yourself. And I'll give you one example. If my strength is confidence and I'm overconfident, overconfident, it becomes arrogance. So for me to get and help me deal with my arrogance, I have to surrender some of my confidence. I have to give it up. It's a little less of me. And when we have times of stress, like what's happening with a lot of people right now, we have a lot of inflammation and stress in the world. People tend to resort back to what they're good at and what they know, which is their strengths. But when you overdo your strengths, it becomes your weakness. If you support others and you support others and you oversupport others, you become self-sacrificing and a victim to your circumstances. So you have to surrender that excessive support. It's true for every single weakness out there. There's a strength that's being overdone, but we enter those strengths when we get to this place of just heightened stress. It's reflexive. So it takes just stepping back, having some awareness of the situation and course correcting and, and, and surrendering, which means giving up some of the things that you're actually good at. Trust me, it's way easier to do less of what you're good at than to change who you are as a human being completely. And we're not even asking that. We don't even want that. So surrender is one of the keys when it comes to being in balance. So there will be some reflexive things that you're good at that you'll just do because you know how to do it. And those are things you have to just surrender a little bit and bring things back into balance. So I hope this was good for you today. Short and sweet and to the point, but uh, let's get the copper zinc back in balance. It's going to change the world. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Till oh, next time. You had another announcement. Oh, no, I have another announcement.
I did. Oh, I even wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> I got to put you here so you can look at the board. I know, right? <laughs> so uh, one quick announcement. Uh, we are uh, going to be working with more corporations for corporate wellness. So we have uh, some corporate wellness programs that we're going to be offering. So if you are a CEO or work with your company, um, just uh, in- email us at info at officialsynapse.com. And let us know if you have any interest in that. We have a few corporations that reached out. So it was many years ago, and we're finally at a point where we said we would do that. And uh, these are corporate wellness programs that really help people uh, with the foundation um, of uh, their health and wellness. It uh, helps with uh, productivity in the workforce as well as you just feeling better. So if you or your company has any interest at all, just let us know uh, by emailing us uh, need corporate wellness info and send that to info at official synapse.com. Now we're out. (laughs) Thanks everybody. Thank you for listening to the synapse nips podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast to learn more. Check out our website at www.officialsynapse.com. Until next time, This has been Synapse Snips Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only and should under no circumstances be considered medical advice or a substitute for medical care. Any information given in this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease and is at the user's own risk. Please first consult a licensed healthcare professional.